0: In this week's episode, we talk about what it takes to make a true Texan, some disappointing baseball news, and then lots of great speculation on football, on wins and losses for, the, for Texas Tech and for the rest of the conference. The 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: So, d- definitely had to restart this episode. Started off with the wrong name of the podcast, reverted back to the old name.
1: Hey, I have no old habits die hard. Hey, I, I'm just surprised <laughs> it hasn't happened before, like we were saying. I, I think I still say it. So, 23 Personnel, you just yeah. got to gotta recite it in, the, in front of a mirror.
0: Yeah, I've like I said, I guess it's good that it hasn't happened before, but like it just came out of nowhere. I haven't thought about that name in a while. It maybe because of of what we're gonna talk about here in a minute with our what makes a Texan a Texan tech list. Um so I was I was we didn't record last week because I was traveling for work. I was up in Seattle, um figured out it's a whole different world up there. Um hippies and granola Galore,
1: I, and I like granola. I was glad to be back.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, but like more of like the the pejorative, like everything's granola, as in like everything's hippy dippy, and
1: yeah. I, I went years ago for a a school trip. I don't know how our little school figured this out, but several of us got to go because it was a there was some sort of student council convention, something going on up there but this was in 2002 so it was a while back and I I just remember it was the most different place I'd probably been up to that point in my life and um, I enjoyed it we lucked out it was really great weather it was I I think it rained one day we were there people kept telling us how much it was going to rain and we got like four of this you know 50 sunny days they have (laughs) <laughs> in their entire year and we were just thrilled about it
0: yeah so it actually reminded me a lot of of germany i was ex- i was in germany for a little bit uh several years ago it reminded me a lot of that because of the green the weather it, it wasn't cloudy or rainy or anything while we were there everybody kept telling us what great weather it was um it's like well we we from texas brought the sunshine with us right yeah that's the heat. pretty good it was warm for, for a couple of days for him um but yeah like i was saying it just made me realize like how much of a different world it is and kind of sparked this this idea of like what makes a Texan a Texan so we kind of, Michael and I kind of put this, this checklist together um, we're going to kind of run, run through a little bit I'm, I'm going to try to keep like a, a a tally of how many of these things I check off, you do the same Michael, but <laughs> we'll start with nose pecan is the state tree
1: yeah definitely. And, and you yeah. know this is not, just so y'all know this is not like a definitive oh well you're not a Texan if you don't if these things aren't Part of you. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It, it's fun to think about it and realize probably how many people do know. But yeah, pecan, definitely state tree. I can so check that off. We,
0: we have 15 items on this list. I'm going to say if you don't hit at least 10 of these, you're not Texan.
1: <laughs> We're going to have to go to review.
0: So I did not remember that it was a pecan tree. I probably knew at one point that it was. I didn't remember. I'm not counting it.
1: That stuff is ingrained in me. From first or second grade, I think we were told about blue bonnets and pecans. And I, I think I know that the state, I forgot, state snack, whatever it is, is uh, it's like a pecan. Chips and, like a... I think it's chips and salsa. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then I think the state food is chili and all this other stuff. I, I, I used to know more of it. The armadillo, I believe, is something. And then it's a... roadkill, is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, so I, the, I knew that. I knew the state tree for sure. The, the next
0: one, it's actually related to this, likes pecan pie. Again, that's a no for me. I'm over for what? Two.
1: Oh, man. That is, I request that every chance I get. My wife is allergic to pecans, so I don't, like, well, I don't bring pecans into the house very often, but on holidays, it's always the, the thing I ask my mom to make, is pecan pie. Because I don't get what, it very often.
0: It's not that I don't like it. But if if I'm if I'm thinking we're gonna have pie, I've got a couple others in front of pecan that I would much rather have.
1: Really, pecan's like my go-to. Pecan's, you no, know, I'm, it's I'm up there like on top pies.
0: If I'm thinking about pie, an actual pie, not and, and not a cobbler, I'm thinking like, pe- excuse me, I'm thinking pumpkin. Sorry, I couldn't get that word out. I like pumpkin. Um, yeah, um, and then past that, I, I then transitioned more to cobbler. So like, you know apple cherry or some kind of mixed berry um peach yeah but Peca- like if there's a good pecan pie it it was not gonna be on my first if it's the only pie being served for thanksgiving yeah i'll, I'll have it <laughs> nose mockingbirds are the state birds um yes yes i knew that one knew so that i'm one, one for too. three yeah um th- i think i think this was a, an addition book by michael hates mockingbirds yeah
1: this i added that because um <laughs> they are very annoying and i grew up with they just seemed to love being in the we had a box elder tree in the front of our yard and it seemed like they loved that tree and that tree was right outside my window so those mockingbirds and the other birds were just the scissor tails and all that they were all just talking all the time so yeah not a fan of mockingbirds
0: well, if they were if they were chirping something you didn't like, you just have to whistle to them, and they'll mock it back to you.
1: Oh, I also, should. I should. Yeah, it's your fault. I know. <laughs>
0: All right. Owns a pickup. Um, of the four vehicles that I have personally owned, three of them have been trucks.
1: I have owned three trucks myself. So yeah.
0: Now and that's, I'm counting a Ford Ranger and a Chevy S10 as trucks. Yes. Air quotes here. Yeah, that um, they weren't big boy full size trucks. One I have now is a full size. Still though, of the vehicles I have owned, three of them have
1: been pickups. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can nitpick on that because then someone's going to come out and be like, "Oh, it's just a Honda Ridgeline. You can't." Well, yeah, <laughs> or, uh, but I can or go to a- Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, I can go to Lowe's and get haul home, you know, a pallet of. Well, maybe not a pallet. <laughs> maybe <laughs> half a pallet of uh, mulch for the yard. You know, that's that's a truck. Counts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Has visited the Alamo several times for me.
1: So I have been to the Alamo, I think, twice.
0: We actually went on our honeymoon. Really. To San Antonio, we, we spent a, about a day in San Antonio.
1: That's cool. Yeah, we uh, we went to San Antonio a few years ago and. And we, that was the first time I actually went through it. I think, you know what, I'm, I'm totally lying. I've seen the Alamo a few times. Like, we would drive by it on a school trip or something that wasn't to go to the Alamo, it was to, it was to do something else. And so we didn't have actually ever stop. So I, I take
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed
1: to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you.
0: Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: I, I have only been once, and it was when uh, we went down to San Antonio on a trip, and I was like, we, should, we have to do this, and I think she was all on on board with it too
0: has an unhealthy obsession with queso if you have any doubt between the two of us if we have an unhealthy obsession you haven't been listening that's a check that's a check for both of us big check it's one of those things where like you know a good mexican restaurant based on their chips and salsa and if they have a good queso
1: right
0: owns and or flies a come and take it flag and which i think is where i got tripped up on the first recording tonight I actually do have a come and take it flag My boss Got it for me when she heard I had a podcast By the other name That it was kind of based off of um, it, it hangs over my desk in my office
1: I've, I've got to duck out on this one I do not I do not have one I don't even have a shirt I don't have a bumper sticker or anything I, You need to get it I I guess so I, I need a. I don't even have one of those you know, Under Armour would sell the "Come and Take It" shirts with like uh, oh, some tech-related thing on it, or
0: yeah, that was like that was the uh, the Wounded Warrior game with Tuberville. No, it was like the Texas Pride game.
1: That may have been it. I, I and I swear I saw some shirts that said "Come and Take It" and it had a fox for the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like yeah. one of those, but no, I don't have one. I can't check that one.
0: Primarily eats ranch dressing on salads and as a dip. Check.
1: I don't think I can check that one. If if
0: you're gonna have a salad, what would your dressing of choice I be? I like
1: Caesar salads quite a bit.
0: Okay, well, that that's that's number two for me. But yeah, it, it's okay, typically a ranch, though.
1: You're right. If if you go to some place and they have a house salad, okay, yeah, I can check that because I, I do. I do order ranch when it's a house salad, most of the time.
0: Yeah, because I I would consider Caesar like a different kind of like it's a salad, but it's, it's a little different. It's not just like a you get a salad, you're gonna get a Caesar salad. Yeah, other salads like you're gonna get some kind of weird. Uh, uh, so Italian's not weird, but it's like third on my list for me. Yeah, then like a thousand. Thousand Island or Russian or any of those other ones, no. Greek, pass, hard pass. Greek is up mm-hmm. there for me. I, I or love vinaigrette dressing.
1: I like vinaigrettes pretty good. But but yeah, ranch. Um, as I've brought it's up before, so utilitarian. if it's in a bottle, I will um, probably take any other dressing you have. If it's actual yes. good ranch, then it's going to be ranch every time. But if which if you can make on your own, if it's just that craft bottle sitting back there, I'd probably rather oh, eat a dry salad. Nice. <laughs>
0: But, like, any, any restaurant that gives it out as a dip that's not using craft is usually pretty
1: good. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it's a dip for uh, fried pickles or something like that, it's going to be a mm-hmm. good ranch.
0: Nose to wave on FM roads and smaller. So, I, I will know, or I will say, I didn't learn about this until I was a, a sophomore in at Texas Tech. No, I'm sorry, not a sophomore. A freshman at Texas Tech because of my roommate, also from Abilene. Mm-hmm. Ooh there were a couple times where we went back to Abilene for the weekend and he would always take not like 84 and 20, he would take some back roads, of course.
1: Go through Roby so, and... Probably.
0: And he would wave to everybody. I was like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know to do that and I, I'll do that every now and then. I I, have, I can't tell you the last time I actually had somebody wave back. Oh, man. I, I have waved.
1: Yeah, I will. I will I'll go home uh, or even just kind of venture a little bit off the beaten path out here um, and I'll be on an FM road and it catches you off guard if you haven't been down it in a while because a guy will wave at me or, you know, a girl or whoever, it doesn't matter, guy or girl, but they'll wave at you and you'll just, you'll notice it like right as you're meeting them. And then you like wait. Yeah. I know you immediately feel like, (laughs) Oh no, I'm so rude. Ah, and you're like, like I need to turn around and go flag them down and wave just to make sure they don't think I'm just some <laughs> stuck up, stuck up guy from the city. So city boy, yeah, some some city boy. So yeah, I, that's that's definitely a thing. You just, I think, and, and FM roads seems to be kind of like the cutoff. Um, FM roads are about the biggest ones that you see waves. Anything with a median, yeah, of course you're not going to see a wave there, but. Um, it just, it just seems really instant. like I'll exit I20 and you know go to my little hometown and drive, drive by the farm and stuff and just the second I'm off I-20, yeah, they've got that two finger wave or the one finger wave and Dad used to have all yep. these rules. there are all these different different amounts of hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> And everyone had a certain one, Every, and he re, he knew what they were. And I can't remember, but there were certain guys around town. You knew they were. You're going to get the one finger wave, the good finger, or you're going to get two finger. Or Dad did like the four fingers a lot. I don't know. <laughs> that was his thing. He was he'd be at the top of the wheel and he'd put all four fingers up. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> so the, re, related to this, not on our list, but something I think people should know about and should do is if somebody like. If somebody lets you in in front of them on the highway, oh. you need to wave to them.
1: Yes. Yeah, you do. You need to do it a little, kind yeah, like of yeah, like you're wiping the, the rear view mirror. <laughs> it's kind of that <laughs> just, wave.
0: Just a little like, yeah, like it's like a, you just kind of throw your wrist twice. like
1: Yeah. Thanks. I, exactly. That's it. It's like, <laughs> but a, it's it's like a two wrist shot. And I, I usually use two fingers. Kind of like a, hey, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I don't know why that, but that's it. That's my default. I just do that every time. Thanks for letting I me in. I did it
0: today on the way home I was I was trying to get over the guy I was trying to get behind slowed down to let me in front of him I was like well you'd have to do that I was trying to get behind you but thanks dude and I waved right right
1: <laughs> sometimes they're helping but not in the way you want them to help <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's, it's the right. effort
0: opens doors and that's still a yes mm-hmm. I, had, I actually had a lot, some conversation in Seattle about me holding a door open for a lady coming behind me like why are you doing that I was like that's how I was raised. Ma'am? She's like, Well, don't call me ma'am.
1: <laughs> I know, why does everybody get so offended with that? That's never I, I had a the guy I worked with at one point, you know, I'd say sir because one, I was like nineteen. And yeah. and he would get he'd like, Hey, don't call me sir just, but but what do I I can't call you by your name. What am I supposed to do?
0: <laughs> and, and and that's the thing, like I I was just thinking about like the interns that would work in our office that were Twenty twenty one, yeah. Like if they had called me sir, I'd have been like, "Whoa, I feel really old."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But this guy, no, I, I mean, know, you but... know, this guy was probably twenty five years older than me, so shouldn't have been a big deal. But yeah. Oh well.
0: All carbonated beverages are called cokes.
1: I call them that for sure. Yep. Everything is a coke. It's been that way
0: forever. I, there are sometimes when I'm out with people that aren't from Texas or around here, or whatever I'll ask for a soda. Yeah. Where I'll be very specific with the soda that I'm, at. I'm I'm wanting. But yeah, like if I'm talking to Samantha's like, "Yeah, I want to get a Coke."
1: Yeah, I think I'll do soda when I know it's going to confuse people. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it or anything. You're <laughs> just like, "Oh, I'm, I'm here in Colorado. What kind of soda do you have?" Because if I said, "What kind of Actually, they'd probably get mad. I think they I think they say pop up there. Ugh, they'd be like, "What are worst. you talking about?" But yeah, if I said, "What kind of Coke y'all got?" They'd be like, "Diet?" Coke and Diet Coke. <laughs> I don't know, man. What what do you mean? Which is interesting cuz I don't drink
0: Coke. I drink Dr Pepper. You know, if I'm drinking a soda, it's going to be Dr Pepper.
1: That's your favorite Coke is Dr Pepper.
0: <laughs> Texas chili does not have beans.
1: Couldn't agree with this more. This is it. This is this is where I stand. Texas chili does not have beans. That does not mean that bad chili has beans. I love chili with beans in it, but it's not Texas red. It's not Texas chili.
0: Yeah, and, and you can have chili with beans in it. Yeah, um, It's just not Texas chili. Agreed. I, I will say you add beans, you're kind of skewing more towards the stew, but I'm going to leave that <laughs> where it's at. Love's Tex-Mex and brisket. It's got
1: to be both. Got to be both? I think no, so. Just kidding. I... It's, it's
0: not even a question. Yeah. yes on yeah. both.
1: For but... us, we're, we're good. We got that one.
0: Okay, and this last one has three parts. I don't know how you want to divide this up, but Frito Pie, Bean Dip, Big Red. I'm going to go two of three. Okay. I'm not a Big Red fan.
1: I will I will go three of three um, because they are all delicious and they're kind of in Texas lore. Of course, Big, Big Red gets paired a lot with barbecue now. It gets paired with, um, like, Street Tacos, uh, good Tex-Mex and Frito pie is a thing that until we were dating, my wife had never had coming from Kentucky. So that was like the first thing. And this is so great. When I brought her home to to meet my parents, that was what my mom made was Frito pie. And she <laughs> yes. was thrilled. Allison was thrilled. that she's like, oh man, I finally get to have some, some Frito pie. So I'm going to throw
0: my in-laws under the bus here. We actually had Frito Pie, air quotes, for Sunday dinner. Mm -hmm. Their version of Frito Pie is basically taco salad over Fritos. I was like... Wait, there's lettuce? Like I said, for them... Now, they are from from Utah and Kentucky. But it's the Kentucky side of the family that does the taco salad over Fritos and calls it a Frito Pie. So when, when I got there for Sunday dinner, what I did... I opened a can of chili, put it on the on the stove to warm it up. My Frito pie was Fritos, chili,
1: and cheese. <laughs> you did now, it the I, right way. That's that's how you do it.
0: I did, I did supplement and take some of the taco meat and put it on top, or, or put it on it. They also, uh, my brother-in-law also made queso, and I put that on top of it because I'm a Texan, right? I'm yeah. A healthy obsession with queso that was on my frito pie. It's queso.
1: Well, and this is this is a whole not, a whole other argument. Whole another. Whole. Texas I know. I'm, I'm doing whole it. Whole other <laughs> Y'all get to hear all sorts of. Uh, it, I'm just going to become more and more. How I really talk uh, the longer this podcast goes, but the. That's also a good argument against beans because the whole point of chili to me is all the stuff you can put in it. After it's made. You know, like a made bowl of chili. You you wanna you wanna put cheese in there, you wanna dollop a sour cream, you wanna crumple saltines, you wanna put jalapenos, cornbread, cornbread yeah, cornbread's great. Um, you know, pour it over some Fritos and you know, put all the toppings on that with the Fritos. Uh, put
0: it on a burger. Put it on a hot dog. Yeah,
1: chives, onions. I mean, that's that's the thing. if you've got beans in there, it just gets a little too busy. Yeah. So you want you, it's it you want to keep it versatile.
0: So my tally, I had twelve of the fifteen on the list. So I, I was fourteen. Stamp, certified Texan.
1: I was fourteen. Yeah. I've I've got a. I've, I guess I need a come and take it flag, of some sort, and then I could check all 15 yeah could check them all off i'm sure (laughs) if if y'all are if y'all are listening and on the stp side or anything y'all comment on uh what other ones that might need to be added to the list
0: yes so let us know where you stood on that checklist how many of those you you checked off and which ones we missed
1: yep i i have one i'm I'm contemplating right now we'll see what y'all think too knows how to drive a stick i i learned yeah. To drive on a stick shift on standard. That's pretty good. I, I, that might be a pretty good qualifier, uh, qualifier help make you, uh, help make you more Texan than, than some, some others.
0: Yeah. So my, my first vehicle was, that was a Ford Ranger, but it was manual. It's a five speed. I, I started learning it in like June or July. First day of school rolls around. My mom's like, bye, go. I'm not driving you to school. <laughs> And like I just remember being so nervous because like to get to high school from where I was living, I had to get on the highway. There were some hills. I was like,
1: I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Trial by fire. That's some of the best stuff. I, I, mean, I definitely,
0: I definitely uh, stalled it out a couple of times on that first day.
1: I, I remember when uh, you know Dad was teaching me to drive the tractor out in the field. This is such a great country story, but he was teaching me to drive the tractor out in the field, and he did what his dad to him did to him. He um, you know, he, he taught me a couple of times and he'd, but he'd been with me those times. Then all of a sudden he was like, all right, well, um, I've got to go, you know, run some errands. I'll be back in about an hour. Keep, keep plowing. When I was, you know, my eyes got huge and was all freaked out that he was going to come back and I'd have a fence wrapped around the whole tractor or something. <laughs> and, uh, but that was his method. He was like, all right, okay, you're good now. I'm just going to leave you alone. And I found out years later that he just went home and sat, sat around for a little bit and came back. <laughs>
0: his, his doing errands was uh, was going home taking a nap. Yeah,
1: I think that was it. He went home, read the paper, <laughs> shut his eyes for a minute and came back and was like, oh, okay, good. He, he didn't drive through the house. We're we're Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. From there, I think we need to go in and talk about some baseball. I I didn't actually give any kind of preview of the episode. We're going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about football. Um, We're going to cut it there, and we're going to do a mailbag uh, with all the listener questions and wrap up with what we learned. Um, Lots of great questions. Lots of good stuff to to cover in football. Baseball, um, sky is falling. (laughs) I don't... I've... I, I hate to say it, like I'm not, I'm not as fair weather as this is gonna sound. I haven't watched a baseball game since before the Arkansas series because of how poorly they're doing and how mad it makes me.
1: <laughs> well, you were there for the, like the last big hurrah that they had when they. Yeah, it was Kansas State. Game. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> well, they scored seventy six runs. Um. So since our last recording, they. The Texas Tech baseball team had a, a road trip up to Arkansas. Actually had one of the games canceled because of weather. It's kind of iffy because they probably could have played the game. But Arkansas had won the first game right. pretty convincingly. There was enough rain. They said, no, let's go ahead and cancel it because they'd already gotten their RPI boost from beating us. And we're going to risk it and said, we're good. Um, they went to TCU, lost two of three there. Michael's got a note in here that says Game 3 was
1: (laughs) Expletive, I have an expletive in there Um, It was a crap show Is what Game 3
0: was (laughs) You get get a win against TCU, you get one of three against TCU Um, You're home against San Diego Not like San Diego State But San Diego You win by five, but I guess it was close uh, Until the seventh Yep This past weekend, you had Texas in town. Um, You lost two of those games where it didn't look close. You won the middle game by, like, 10 or 11 runs, which is, like, really also, like, head-scratcher. Like, this team is either, like, in it or they get blown out. Like, there's no, like, really close games, or there hasn't been recently. You either blow them out or you get blown
1: out. Sunday was probably the closest one because they had – you know they came in bottom of the ninth down by two. That was that was pretty close. I I got to catch the very end of that. There were some really questionable. Uh, officiating, umpiring on some you of those see, at bats, and that doesn't th- that doesn't excuse it at all. But I know that I think the second or third batter, he started out zero and two on two pitches. One sure looked low, and one really looked outside. So. It's. It was pretty much it was crunch time, so you notice that stuff a little bit more, and it had, carries a lot more weight. But man, they that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't explain why they lost the game. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, currently I was I was looking at stuff while Michael was talking. Currently, Texas Tech is down to Dallas Baptist nine to four in the eighth. Ooh, you're at home. Like it was a close game when you play them in Dallas which you ended up losing because there was some really more dumb um, umpiring going on.
1: Oh yeah, and that was when Tablock got kicked out, wasn't it?
0: Uh-huh. And then Cody Masters was kicked out or whoever it was right after him. Yeah. Yeah. Um but you're you're losing to them pretty handily. Um so like just overall, you're pitching Davis Martin is not pitching like the Davis Martin. You're losing a lot of Friday night games that you should be winning. He's giving up a lot of runs. His ERA is going up. Saturday, Caleb Killian is a beast. It's like unbelievably, he's doing so well. Sunday, John McMillan, I guess, has been bounced from that Sunday starting position. He's like He started tonight. Uh, I think Shedder started this past Sunday. You're, you're starting pitching, like, if you're going into a weekend series, if you're going, you know, one, two, three, you're looking at, like, one good pitcher if Martin isn't on, on his game and if whoever you throw out there on Sunday can't piece together four good innings,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: which begs the question coming into the season, we all thought this team was a national title title contending team. And they still may be, I'm not like ready to say that or not, but if the team we're seeing now drags on through the rest of the season, are they an Omaha team?
1: I don't think so. I don't no, think there's any they're way. Absolutely they're, not.
0: There's no way that they get that far into Omaha with what they have now. They are with. Sorry, the way they're performing now. Yeah, the
1: talent is there. Yeah, they're just way too inconsistent. There's there's just no. I, and, and you know you could you could fault some of that on having two really key pitchers go down, and this we're finally not finally, but we've been kind of seeing it slowly turn over the last several months. But when they first went down, we were kind of able to tread water and didn't notice a huge difference. But Mm -hmm. now that we've, we've kind of exhausted the bullpen a little bit and, you know, Tadlock's pitching six or seven guys, some games and you just on a Friday. Yeah. And you you can't, you can't expect that that's going to be a very good game plan uh, to get you beyond the regional even. So I'm spoiler alert. (laughs) I'm really, you know, one of the, one of the nine-seven-three guys brought up today that you know baseball teams can get hot, and if they get hot at the right time, they can keep going, and that just kind of works with any team. That's how Giants beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl when they went nine and seven. You know, just stuff can happen in the postseason.
0: Right. And you've got a full four weeks until you need to be hot again. You've got time to to, to get back on top of this. You know, you've got. Yeah. You're off this weekend. You go to Oklahoma State next weekend. Um. And then you're off again, and then you have the Big 12 tournament, and then regional play starts. You don't need to be hot until regional play starts. Yeah. You've got some time to get it right. But at this point, if you're continuing to play like this, you will, one, get bounced from the Big 12 tournament early again. Although I don't know if that would be that much of a surprise, because even when they were really good, they got bounced early. Um, That's kind of a tech have... tradition.
1: Yeah. No matter what, get bounced out of whatever respective Big 12 tournament you're in pretty yeah. early.
0: <laughs> and then you'll have teams like Dallas Baptist in your regional that can and would love to knock you out of the postseason on your home field. Yeah. So, I like, like I said, if they don't fix whatever's happening, they don't make it out of the regional.
1: Well, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe how poorly things went against TCU because what we talked about on our last podcast, I think, was
0: how much TCU was struggling. This was a chance to climb back up into the title, the conference
1: title rankings, and that, that's that's gone. Right, you're not you're not doing a three-peat. No, and and they've you know they lost a lot of key guys right before that game, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. know it <laughs> the way that that way that uh, we played in uh, Fort Worth. So, I. I would say, I would say no. They're not an Omaha team, and um, you know the next question is, are they a super regional team? Because I mean, it's it's pretty. I don't know what would have to happen for them to not be a regional team, but I think it'd have to be something really drastic. So I I don't I
0: don't think they're I don't think
1: they could drop out of
0: a regional spot because
1: of how high they are. Like I I still think
0: they're top ten RPI. Yeah, like there's no way a top ten RPI team is not going to be even
1: hosting a regional I agree I, I'm I think that's pretty much a lock um, but but past that like you said they might get stuck having Dallas Baptist here who has you know who's up nine four currently 104 as we're talking and in this in the top of the ninth So I I'm, I'm not and this that's is not good.
0: <laughs> this is the last home game of the regular season too. Let's throw that out there. Some, this is some good momentum. Senior night yeah. essentially. Good good way to and end you're... the
1: year in Lubbock for uh, of, of course you know, if they host a region or when they host a regional they they'll be in Lubbock, but obviously, but I not the best way to send your guys out on the regular yeah. season.
0: All right, this is too depressing. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about something even more depressing. Let's go to football.
1: Yeah, let's bring it down even more.
0: <laughs> this is a really cheery episode. Um, so the betting win totals for 2018 came out this week for the entire conference. Um, do you want to start with the Texas Tech schedule, or you want to go to the the conference schedule first?
1: Let's let's go. Let's do Texas Tech first. Let's go through it. Okay. Piece by piece. All right. So. This is actually one of the questions we got from
0: Drew Borsellino, or at Coach Borsellino. I'm probably not saying that right, although I think I am. I don't know. So the over/under was set at five and a half wins next year. He asked us to reason your pick. Reason you pick your answer. Sorry, I got mixed up reading that. Okay, so let's. You you want oh, sorry we should have had this thought out. You want to do like over like stay our over/under and then go through the schedule. Ooh Or do you want to go through the schedule and then see where we land?
1: Um man I, I don't know. I I don't know this what would keep everybody in suspense. Yeah, have. we we uh we, we really prep for these things. Y'all have no idea how much we prep. Um I I think we should go one at a time and then we'll okay. we'll kinda of recap the tallies at the end.
0: So we'll go through the schedule one game at a time. Week one, you're in Houston, playing Ole Miss. I've heard Ole Miss is, has lost a ton of talent and that they're not going to be very good this year. Yeah. You're playing in Houston, which is uh, it's Texas Tech Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> it's your second largest alumni base in the state, outside of the Dallas area, I would imagine. Um, you always seem to have really good showings, or attendance for bowl games in that area so while it's it's a, a neutral site game you should have the home field air quotes advantage there against maybe a a weakened Ole Miss I'm gonna say Ooh, I didn't
1: <laughs> but now, now it's down to it huh I'm going to say a loss. Yeah, that's what I say too. I say a loss. I hate it because um, just just know, guys, that we're not like reveling in this. We don't want to.
0: This is going to hurt us more than it's going to hurt yeah, you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a feeling where this is going to go, and it's, it's not going to be super optimistic. So it's not going to be. Uh, if, if any of this comes to pass, we're not going to go back. You know, back on May 8th. I said that this was going to happen and I knew I'm it. I'm totally writing
0: this down. It's going to be like, like it's on my wall. I'm so Every glad. Every time. Yeah, yeah. So when, when we do our, our post game podcast recordings, which I think we're still going to do, I'm like Half Look, May 8th, for me. At our least. preseason, I said we would lose to Ole Miss. Here's why. Right. And then, so I'm thinking one, um, just, I, I, hate, I hate to go back on this, but like SEC talent and speed is st- like, even on a not elite sec caliber team still gonna be better than middle to bottom of the pack big 12 team
1: yeah i'm I'm, i don't i think
0: their defense is going to be the best unit on the field that day and for a team that's looking to replace a quarterback and the entire starting receiving core for a passing team doesn't bode well
1: and mine's mine's even less um you know, actually analytical with good points. Mine's more just the fact that we're starting off our season against a power five opponent. And yeah, some, there was something on, on Twitter, road, essentially. right?
0: On, I mean, I, I just said it was at home, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's neutral quote unquote, but it's not, uh, it's not a thing that has usually bode well for tech in the past to play a power five opponent early. Now, I don't think they've played one, I can't think of when they've played one first game in a while, Um, but there was a statistic that came up that tech has won, I think 15 of their opening games consecutively. And that's one of end. it's one of the, yeah, I know. And that's (laughs) one of the higher streaks. Uh, And I think it was from the tech uh, advertising people on Twitter, trying to get people to buy tickets for the game. So it's, it It's just more of like that, hey, trial by fire thing. I always feel a little bit better when we get to ease into the season somewhat. Um, so I, I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. And uh, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy about it.
0: Yep, I'm with you. 0-1. Uh, so next week you come home, Lamar. If you don't win this game by six touchdowns, you need to just close the doors at the football facility. Yeah. Pack it in. Re- refund all the season tickets.
1: De- um, I definitely this, have this a is win. A lower level.
0: Yeah, this is a lower level FCS team. It's not like a like a Sam Houston State or Central Arkansas. Right. <laughs> it's Lamar. This is like you need to be you need to be getting like your third string quarterback some significant time in this game.
1: Yep, uh, definitely have a win here. It'll be the first game in Lubbock. Uh, should be pretty good, pretty good crowd. I'm, I bet you kickoff's going to be at 2:30 or something awful on September 8th. So it's going to be nice well, and steamy. It's
0: because it's Lamar and it's not going to be picked up by anything past like Fox Sports Southwest
1: two. Yeah, two or two Fox Sports Southwest plus or minus.
0: Yeah, so that game will probably be like the only six o'clock game you'll get, besides TCU, which is on a Thursday.
1: Yeah, that's how um, that works, and Baylor, Baylor might be kind of a later game. Yeah,
0: but because nobody's going to want to pick this up, you can basically say whenever this game's going to be. Yeah, and so you'll get a night game there. Um, the next week, you're still home against Houston. Oof. I've got you us, need to win this game. I've you got us to. winning that
1: one. I've got us beating Houston. Houston only went seven and five last year in uh, the American West Athletic Conference. My Athletic my hesitation.
0: <laughs> my hesitation with marking this down as a win is how close the game was last year.
1: Yeah, but it was in Houston.
0: It, well, uh, so I, I say I say it was close. You were up. You were up two touchdowns, fourteen or seventeen points. Yeah, they
1: started coming back there. To if, if the game to had very, been five minutes end. longer, we yeah. would have lost. If if maybe even three minutes longer, <laughs> um, if that second string quarterback ran all over us.
0: Yeah, if he had started earlier, then. So that's what gives me me hesitation because I don't know. I'm, I will say a win. But it'd be close.
1: Yeah, and you know, Ed Oliver's still around, so that's not good.
0: Well, he wasn't—he wasn't all that.
1: He was he neutralized bad quite a bit. Us. Yeah, he, he wasn't all that bad. They did a good job neutralizing him. Um, so, because I remember that gave us a lot of hope <laughs> down the road. That was probably dashed at some point, but I—I I, I think I think they'll come away with it. Um, just. For the intangible stuff, it being another home game, and um, just hope. <laughs> yep.
0: So you wrap up non-con probably two and one. I think it's more likely one and two than three and zero. Most unlikely of scenarios, obviously, is zero and three with Lamar on the schedule, but. Two and one not bad. Then you head up to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State early in the season again. This time, you know, it's on the road. Um I everybody has questions on the on their offensive side. It just you've not like even when your best teams, you've not played well in Stillwater. Like two thousand seven, you had a really good team, you lost. Yeah. Um a couple of years ago, you had a decent team. You almost won. You missed a field goal or an That's extra a P-A-T.
1: point. yeah. Um,
0: Pat Mahomes' first game, you got kind of blown out a little bit because Davis Webb couldn't complete a pass. Then he got injured, and then Mahomes' first play, he fumbled and then threw an interception somehow in the, in the same play. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say a, a loss on that one
1: me too uh mainly for all the reasons you've just listed and I, I just i don't know it's gonna be hard for me to pick us to beat oklahoma state for a while until we finally do i don't know if i'm <laughs> gonna pick it until it actually happens because it hasn't happened it's gonna since have to so be late. one of
0: those years where yeah where you are by far the better team like you are really confident about how good you are, and really confident about how bad they are. And you're like, okay, I think we have a shot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it may be one of those things where I won't even pick it until the the week before, where you're kind of going, okay, now I got it. But right now, here in May, no, definitely not. Because some of your ugliest games have come against Oklahoma State, sixty-six to six. <laughs> uh,
0: granted, that was that was a BCS Bowl caliber team you were facing, but like a couple of years ago, you were up seventeen. And ended up losing by seventeen. Oh yeah, it was a five touchdown swing.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty sad.
0: It was a team. I was a game where Jakeem Grant had like a ninety five yard pass completion where he did not score.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and we were. They ended up scoring seventy on us. They put seventy on us that game. I think. Yeah,
0: it was like a fifty four to seventy.
1: Yeah, it's awful
0: or fifty three, whatever it was. Okay, And then you come back home, West Virginia. Again, since West Virginia has been in the conference you've beaten them twice once the first year surprisingly when they had geno smith stedman bailey T- tavon austin top five team and you you smoked them
1: yep jason maro all those guys were huge in that game i think Seth actually Deggie, i think Amaro got hurt didn't he get hurt he in did. that game? Uh,
0: that's the game where he got his... Like, he ruptured his spleen or something. Oh, jeez. That sounds awful. Was thrown up at halftime, came back, played for a little bit in the second half, then left again. <sighs> and then you beat them a couple years later, like the next year, in Morgantown. Since then, you've lost every game to them. Yeah. And one of them what was a been like,
1: real heartbreaker field goal.
0: Like, 55-plus yard field goal yep. as time expired. Yep. Um, the game where they just punked you before the game and you like it was like 41 to 7 um, last year where you gave the game away yeah at, until like the same with Oklahoma State until you get that monkey off your back it's going to be a loss
1: I've, I've got a loss on it too sorry guys so, <laughs> this isn't fun
0: going into your first bye week air quotes here You we've got you at 2 and 3 yep um, your first bye week comes because you're going to have a a road game at TCU on a Thursday. I'm going to pencil in for a loss here.
1: Me too. Uh, TCU somehow went 11 and three last year. Um, I mean, I, I know they've lost some guys too. Pretty much everybody has, especially. Well, did they? Did they lose? Yeah, they lost their quarterback, right?
0: No, Sean Robinson's back. He's
1: still there? Okay, well, that just cements it even better. I...
0: Well, okay, this is the guy that had seven fumbles against Texas Tech last year. However, TCU recovered six of those seven fumbles.
1: Oh, man. That was one of the most depressing games because that was... I know. It was... That was the only but one the, I went one... to, and it was just the missed field goals and... The fumbles that we couldn't recover, and
0: and the one fumble you did recover in like your red zone, you don't score on. Yeah, like you don't like on that
1: next drive, you don't score. Yeah, and this the stadium was uh, there were a lot of open seats.
0: Yeah, that was one of the last games in Lubbock. It was it,
1: it was the last home game. Yeah. Oof.
0: And then so, so you're obviously going to be off that weekend because you play on Thursday. Mercifully, come back home, play Kansas. You get right here. You score forty-five plus. Yeah.
1: You beat Kansas.
0: Um, you beat Kansas. Agreed. You're three and four. Road trip to Iowa State. That's a loss. That's a
1: loss. <laughs> I've got that as one too. And I, I wrote these down before we started, just so, just yeah. so those of you playing along at home, I'm not. We're not basing it off anything. It Ames. Um, Just Iowa State's. You've never played well there. No, and and they just have our number. Uh, Matt Campbell is a genius. I don't feel good about it.
0: You know, he came up with that coverage that everybody is copying to stop Texas Tech in their offense. That cloud three, they drop three safeties, and they basically drop like all their corners and linebackers to fill you know zones underneath. It's like you've got five zones across the middle of the field and then three deep safeties, and they rush three. Well, throwing against eight defenders it's gonna be is going to be time. difficult. <laughs> yeah. You've got five receivers going against eight defenders. You're going to lose that yeah. just about every time.
1: That's a pretty long day. Um,
0: unless you can convince them to commit more people to stopping their run. We haven't been able to do that. Um. So, loss against Iowa State. Next week, home against Oklahoma. Got a loss.
1: Yeah, that's a loss.
0: Now, they don't have Baker Mayfield. There is a lot of smoke coming around to Kyler Murray going professional in baseball this offseason because of how highly he's projected to go. I think they're talking about multi-million dollar signing bonus for him. Wow. Which is be stupid to turn down no matter how good you think you are in football. Like a signing bonus in the multi million dollar range, you take that.
1: Yeah. I I had no idea about that.
0: Unfortunately for Oklahoma, he's slated to be their starting quarterback as well. If they lose their starting quarterback for 2018 in June, they might be scrambling. I don't know who they have behind him. I just know they also have a lot of talent on the offensive line. Yes. Running back, receivers. OU defense has been able line, to run back against backs, us linebacker.
1: <laughs> since I, I don't know the beginning of time. I, I think they even if they just uh, threw the balls eight times, they'd still come away with the win.
0: If you will remember, they basically ran off the entire fourth quarter of last year's game because we could not stop their run. Yep, Baker Mayfield did not throw a pass and they ran off like 14 and a half minutes on one drive. Oh, so just, it's already just happened. So we can, just so we can break our hearts some more. Just remember that one drive yeah. that essentially took an entire quarter.
1: I wonder if I have that. Yeah. I, I might I might have have that in my little notebook here. <laughs> Gosh, that was, yeah, I do remember that. Because uh, we, we kind of, you know, we played them pretty well. We didn't. I still think we lost like forty-two to twenty-one or something, but it wasn't. It was one of those things where you're just kind of, hey, that could have been much worse. And I think we were within. It uh, it was close early because
0: I I remember Tech scored first, missed the point after. Yeah, you went back and forth a couple of drives. You know, you you scored a touchdown. Oklahoma scored. You would score. Oklahoma scored. And like there was like a weird like. Not turnover, but like end of the half where you didn't score. Oklahoma got the ball first, scored, and then you were down by two scores and like you were just out of it. Yep. Yeah. that was that. Yeah. So first week in November, you're sitting at six losses.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, according to Michael and Spencer in the 23 Personnel Podcast on May 8, 2018. Yeah,
1: we know what we're talking about, y'all.
0: If you're going to make a bowl game, you got to win all three against Texas – at home, Kansas
1: State away, Baylor in Arlington. So, Texas at home. I have it as a win. I have it as a win. I think their quarterback situation is not going to right itself. I think we finally get that monkey off our backs of beating them and in hey, Lubbock again. I, I they,
0: they won't have Chris Boyd with um what's his face throwing at him all night.
1: Yeah, we, and they won't have that McLean Carter. And they won't have that damn punter. <laughs> Yeah, because he got drafted. Yeah, he's like the, in the fourth NFL. or fifth round. <laughs> he's he's a highly paid professional <laughs> uh, football oh, player professional. right now, so that's that's good. Um, but I, I don't know. I I don't. I, I think we have a shot there. Uh, so oh, and what's his name is gone too. The running back. Yeah, I, I think we've got a shot. I'm picking a win against Texas Four. at home.
0: Although they didn't get Trey Watson this week.
1: Uh, that's gonna swing the tide. That's gonna change everything. I'm sure he'll just start. <laughs> He's probably already thrown some passes for him somewhere. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you here. I'm gonna say this is a loss.
1: Right. Hey, can't fault you, one way or the other. So Spencer's got you at let's see,
0: one, two,
1: three, and seven right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm four and six. I'm the optimistic one. At four and six. <laughs>
0: Kansas State in Manhattan.
1: Lost. There's no a, way. I don't see it. I don't see us beating it. Beating them in two. Which is State. funny
0: because you're like, like automatic went to loss. I'm like, this is a game you could win.
1: It is. It's a game we should win. But we won't. It's just not gonna happen for us.
0: Bill Snyder will figure out a way to rip just our hearts drain. out again. Yeah. Like that game last last time when you were going back and forth. Another time where you had the ball first, didn't score going into halftime. Kansas State scored on their opening drive, so put you up like a weird two score margin. Hung around throwing Hail Marys to go into overtime. <laughs> this is this was a Pat Mahomes team, so let's take that. No, last um, time was
1: last time was Shiminac went no, to overtime. No,
0: I, sorry, I I meant the Yes. So, Shimanek and Lubbock went to overtime. He's the one that threw the fourth down pass into shallow water. (laughs) That was it. Your geography is right. The year before that was Mahomes throwing... Like, we had recovered an onside kick and threw for the end zone. But he like the ball got swat out of his hand. It didn't go very far. Well, and that
1: was when the defense... One, Mahomes was playing hurt, which was questionable anyway. And the defense really really played well they really stepped up i think they stopped kansas state on either three or four consecutive drives yes. late in the game like third and fourth quarter and we just could not move mm-hmm. the ball it was so painful to watch so no i just i don't i don't see it
0: <laughs> this is one of those toss-up games for me i'm gonna say loss though okay i'm gonna lean towards a loss and then your last game of the year in Arlington against Baylor. Yeah, I'm going to say win. Me too. I, I say win. If if you if there was any question about if there's a head coach search going on and you lose this game, there will be no question. Because Baylor should be god-awful again this year. Yep. Regardless how good Charlie Brewer might be, there's nobody really around him
1: yet yeah i i definitely pick a pick a win there and that's not saying a lot but um so, so that that leaves me i have us at the grand total of five and seven at the end of the season
0: you're taking the under i'm taking the way under i'm at four and eight
1: yeah so long 20 20 x or 20 minute explanation later we're both taking the under on the yeah. five and a half line that's uh that's, that was a solid line, though, because it did make me think, you know, with with me having five games, like you said, Spencer, you know, if I wasn't so jaded from the last two Kansas State games, I could, I could pick a W there, but the fact that it's in uh, Manhattan kind of threw me for a loop there, and I went with an L. Or I could be really optimistic and pick a W against Ole Miss, because Ole Miss, you know, they underperformed last year, and I think they went. I think they only won seven games, so
0: you also picked a win against Texas.
1: So. I did. I picked a win against Texas because <laughs> there's optimism. Yeah, because why not?
0: <laughs> so all right, let's look at the, the rest of the big 12. Um, we'll start top to bottom according to these results. They had o- Oklahoma at 10 and five. I'm going to say under, but barely. I'm going to say 10 and two, so under for Oklahoma.
1: I mean, you you said 10 and 5. Did you mean...
0: 10 and a half. Okay. 10.5. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just read it. 10.5. Yeah. I'm going to say under, and also I guess would depend heavily on Kyler Murray.
1: I'm saying under, too, because there's... Um, we were talking about before the podcast started, there, Spencer brought up that their schedule is pretty easy. So, you know... Seeing, yes, let's
0: take a look at their schedule. Seeing 11
1: games wouldn't be, you know, 11 wins wouldn't be the craziest thing, but there's a lot of unknowns there. So I think 10.5 is kind of a bold line. I'm going to take the under on that too. So
0: they have Florida Atlantic, UCLA, and Army in their non-conference. Should be 3-0 and there, assuming they haven't fallen off the face of the planet and lose to UCLA. Other two should be easy wins. Their conference slate starts against Iowa State on the road. Should win that. Home against Baylor, neutral against Texas, then a bye week. In Fort Worth for TCU, home against Kansas State, here in Lubbock for Texas Tech, home against Oklahoma State, home against Kansas, then on the road for West Virginia. There's not like a really brutal stretch there.
1: No, they they've got a pretty pretty good little walk there.
0: Yeah, they they, they 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 ramp up, you know, Army, Baylor, Texas, and a bye week. Yep. And they have TCU, but they have a week to prepare for that. Kansas State at home, on the road. Like there's just there's just not, not a lot there to like you would be concerned about. No, like a trap game,
1: um, possible trap game, maybe tech? or Iowa State. It Why Iowa
0: State? That's that's right before the game against Army.
1: Right, but it's just they they will have just. Uh, played UCLA, who's probably going to be overrated. Maybe it's a letdown game. Yeah, and they and then they go up to Ames, and we just talked about how awful Ames can be to people. And Iowa State just beat them last year with the Cle- with Cleveland Browns uh, number one draft pick. So <laughs> we've got to right, we keep State, that in mind.
0: <laughs> Oklahoma State picked at eight and a half.
1: I take the I over. I take the over on Oklahoma State.
0: And I, I've heard a lot of people take the under, but when I look at their schedule, like Michael and I were talking about this, going into their bye week, they could be, they might even be expected to be 7-0. and mm-hmm. they, they, they have Missouri State, South Alabama, Boise State, home against Tech, on the road against Kansas, home against Iowa State, on the road at Kansas State, and there's their bye week. That Kansas State game is probably the toughest one on that slate for them. Yeah, which isn't I don't think is saying much. I think they're better than Kansas State. Now, their schedule is pretty heavily backloaded. They've got after their bye week they got Texas on the road against Baylor, on the road against Oklahoma, home against West Virginia, and then on the road against TCU. So, if they go into their bye week 7 and 0, they just have to win two more of those games. Yeah. And they've got Baylor back there. Yeah, Baylor's <laughs> one of them. So they would need to win one of Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, or TCU. I think they get it. So I'm going to actually go over. I'm going to say nine wins.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too.
0: Um, TCU at eight. That's a great line. It is because it's a whole number. If you're going to go over or under, it's a, it's a two-game swing.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I think TCU is going to be pretty good this year, but I don't know if they're – I mean, they did – like we said just a while ago, they did go eleven and three, and were seven two in Big Twelve play. I'm going to have to take the over, just thinking that um, you know they're aside from Ohio State, their non is it's- yeah their non conference schedule should be pretty manageable with uh, Southern and SMU, so that's going to be an L I'm sure against the Buckeyes, but. I, Maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's highly possible, but we're talking one, two. Three, one, three. Ah, man, it's a great line.
0: Because the, their schedule is pretty balanced, because they've also got Texas and Iowa State before their bye week, and then after they've got Tech, Oklahoma, Kansas, Kansas State, West Virginia Baylor. So they've got two wins past their bye week that are pretty easily penciled in.
1: Um I think I'm going to take the over on it. I think they'll win 9. And th- yeah, we so we've I already say- so we've already got like a, one of the teams winning in 10, one win in 8. I mean one and, and let's say we've got OU winning in at least 10. And we've got or maybe 10. And we've got uh Oklahoma State and TCU win in 9. So I don't know how that's going to work
0: out. Well, you've got teams like Tech at picked five and a half that I think is, is high. Baylor at five I think is high. Kansas at
1: three I think is high. That's that's also true. Okay, yeah, it'll it may even out. I'm just hoping so, our over/unders TCU, are kind of consistent, but we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, so for TCU, I would say I would say over or push. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's just gonna be seven. I think it's
1: eight or greater. Yeah,
0: which makes it the good line.
1: Right, great line. Good, good, job, sports sports bet people. It's,
0: it's like it's their job or something. I know it's like. <laughs> and then you've got three teams kind of picked there with seven wins: Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas. Kansas State has a weird schedule. Like, I, I don't know. It's just that so they're they're out of conference: South Dakota, Mississippi State, UTSA. Um, and then they are on the road at West Virginia, home against Texas, on the road against Baylor, home against Oklahoma State. So it's like, it's really like back and forth. You have a tough game, an easy game, a tough game, easy game. Road, like you've got your toughest games at home you know, with Texas and, and Oklahoma State. And then after their bye, they, they travel to Oklahoma, travel to Fort Worth. I think they, they lose both of those games. Get right against Kansas, have us for you know, Texas Tech, and then on the road against Iowa State. Um, I say of the three seven win teams, they
1: may be they may be the over. I'm going. I I, I wish I could push seven's good on that. I'm I'm going the under on them. Um, I think they're just going to be kind of middle of the road this year. I, I still think they'll beat us. Unfortunately. Yeah, of course they will. But that yeah, I mean you can be six and six and, and, and beat tech and that wouldn't be the craziest thing to ever happen. So I you know, last year they were eight and five overall, which is which is great, but they had some pretty rough games and they went five and four in conference, which of course is much better than we did, or two games better. So even so, I I still am gonna pick the under on them.
0: Yes, this is why because they're so good. I'm gonna again like like TCU. I would say they're more likely to push or go over than go under.
1: Okay, you can talk me into that too.
0: Most likely a push. Yeah, probably the same for the other seven win teams.
1: Probably a lot of people are gonna have. They're just gonna get their money back.
0: Yeah, Um, West Virginia. I don't buy the Will Greer. Love They have like They start their their season At a neutral site Against Tennessee Um, Then they have Youngstown State NC State So Not a bad Out of conference schedule Mm -hmm. Um, The conference was Was nice to them And did not give them Any back to back Travel weeks
1: Oh Well that's convenient Um Dang, the line at seven for West Virginia. (laughs) They could surprise some people. Uh, Only won seven games last year. So they, they pegged the line last year. And that included a bowl game. And I can't remember if they won their bowl game or not, but they went seven and six. So... I'm gonna go if you look
0: at their schedule though, like I'm looking at like, okay, Tennessee, I'm gonna say I'm gonna skip them. Youngstown (laughs) State win, NC State win, Kansas State win, Tech win, Kansas win, Iowa State maybe, Baylor win. There you've got six.
1: Yep. You're already at six.
0: And they need to win one against Tennessee, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State or OU
1: and they they tend to play really well against o u mm-hmm, okay, you kind of talked me into it. i'm going over I'm going the over on West Virginia
0: I'm gonna go over for them Texas I'm going to go under
1: yep me too I'm go six mainly out of spite, but also because I just don't think they're going to be very good
0: well they have got a difficult out of conference they their road game against Maryland I think they have a really good chance of losing since they got thrashed by them at home last year mm-hmm Tulsa at home they should win USC at home I think they're going to lose that one yeah that's not going to go well home game against TCU I think TCU probably gets that one Um, on the road at Kansas State Kansas State always does well against Texas like they're like Texas Tex I don't know any team that does really (laughs) well against us everybody basically Oklahoma
1: State (laughs) yeah
0: and then they're they're in Dallas for OU Baylor bye week I mean, yeah, I'm going to go six wins for them. We go under. Still a little shaky for Tom Herman, but I think he's going to stick around. The interesting line comes next when you get to Iowa State at six. Because Matt, this is year three of Matt Campbell. I think he's doing really well.
1: Yeah, he's out there walking on water, according to some of he's, these guys. He's,
0: he's going to have a statue in front of the stadium. Here pretty soon. Yeah, he'll
1: probably sculpt it himself. Uh, he took some bronzing classes over the yeah, off season. I'm, I'm sure
0: he's th- that talented too. Yeah, um, there's their schedule: South Dakota State at Iowa, home against Oklahoma, home against Akron. They have two road games back to back: TCU and Oklahoma State. Home against West Virginia. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oof. Like we're really stacking up a bunch of seven and five teams here, but I think they'll go over.
1: I think they'll go over too, because I th- they could win the last five games of the season. Yes. Which is Tech, Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Kansas State. Yeah. So I, I picked the over on, on on Iowa State.
0: Cause they they do tend to be kind of a strong second half team. Yeah. Baylor at five I think is woefully Or tragically overrated.
1: Agreed. Under.
0: (laughs) Go under. They're out of conference. ACU, they should win that game. UTSA, they're going to lose. Duke, they're going to lose. That week four game against Kansas, nobody's going to watch. It's going to be awful. I don't know who wins, but we're all
1: going to be losers that day. (laughs) They'll set some records. They'll they'll probably set a lot of uh, advertisement records. Coyote Tractors is going to sell so many damn tractors during that. Because
0: <laughs> everybody's so Kansas bored in the Baylor game, day. like I got to do something else. <laughs> yeah, and then they travel to Norman against Kansas or whoo, against Oklahoma. are going to get blown out. Home against Kansas State. Kansas State should win that one. On the road against Texas. Texas will win. On the road against West Virginia, they'll win. Home against Oklahoma State. No chance. Like I think Baylor could win two games yeah ACU and Kansas
1: ACU and Kansas and depending on you know things UTSA has always played these power five schools tough
0: UTSA almost won last year
1: yeah or they did I think they did win because Kansas uh, only won one game who was it talking about Baylor now though oh crap you're right you're right I think Baylor's only win was Kansas because Baylor also only won one game, yeah. and it, it was a conference game, so it had to be that. Yeah, because Kansas went over in conference play, like the third year in a row or something.
0: Yeah. No, because they they beat Texas a couple years ago. Oh, they sure did. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's why when you said, let's not was, forget that because it was in Austin. So that, that's no, not going to happen no, again. It,
0: it was in it was in it was in Kansas.
1: Was it? Oh yeah, I guess it'd have to be when Kansas won. Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be because they're they're. In Kansas this year.
0: Yeah. And then Kansas' schedule... Nichols. I have no idea. <laughs> Central Michigan on the road should be a loss. Rutgers, that same with the next week against Kansas, or against Baylor. Two of the worst power five schools out there right now playing each other. It's going to... Nobody's going to watch that. Um home against Oklahoma State on the road against West Virginia on the road against Texas Tech, TCU. Yeah, I mean they're gonna win. It might be another one eleven. Depending on how good Nichols is and if they beat Baylor, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. The lines three. I'm taking the under two.
0: Yeah. Under on both Baylor and Kansas. That that may help us even out our our forty five total wins. Um. So. No, 45 conference. Um, Anyways. Texas Tech, though, under. I'm saying four games. Michael's saying five. I'm saying
1: five. We're sorry.
0: Last thing I want to talk about with football was that Coach Cliff Kingsbury this week was inducted into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. (coughs) Um, Excuse me. Congratulations, Coach. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. His... His speech was very well written. It was not really well given.
1: Yeah, I only—I don't know how long it was, but they had a two-minute. <laughs> it was two clip. minutes. That was well, it. No, no, because that, that had was, to have been more with, than that, right?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it was just like if they they edited it out the video was two minutes. He was speaking for like ninety seconds of that two minutes.
1: Yeah, we we saw the same video, so I'm not sure. It felt like he had been up there already. So anyway, it—I agree. He. He looked down quite a bit. Uh, well, he read the entire thing. I, I know, I know. Which um, is fine. I, I, I'm not. Like I know. He's we're not to be trying to nitpick. It, it, it was. It was a good speech. The words were good. But when you're used to seeing a guy that's so comfortable and maybe he was really, you know, I could see him being really nervous and being the type that's not. Yeah, that's not like his 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 atmosphere. No, he's not. He's not one who's. Oh, praise yeah, I'll come out here and accept some praise. This is going to be great. And and he's probably got that whole thing in the back of his mind of tech not doing well. And, you know, people, a lot of people want him fired and all that. And he's, then he's getting honored for a football thing. And so he's kind of, he might be looking at it both ways, but I'm probably overanalyzing it like I normally do. But I, <laughs> I, I did think he looked uncomfortable and I, I really think a lot of it was just the fact that he was being honored and that, most people are uncomfortable in that situation anyway, but he definitely seemed to be.
0: And, and as, as he deserved it, and, and, but he, and he, humble as he is, yeah, yeah he, he, he deflected a lot of
1: that. Um, it
0: was cool to see. So he thanked his dad twice, as his dad and as his coach, which yeah. I thought was kind of cool.
1: Um,
0: he talked about his mom, which I think was a little emotional because she passed away, right?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I feel like, I think while he was playing, uh, or, or right after, maybe maybe it was right after college. It, it's been several years now. Yeah. Um. Y'all bear with us. We've got our intern working on it.
0: I'm the intern.
1: Sorry, that was a poor time to make a joke. I didn't even think about that
0: talking about me man come on yeah uh i'm not saying anything with a quick google search thanks for letting me down wiki
1: yeah i <laughs> i can't remember I, I feel like it was maybe 10 years ago or a little more 10 or 12 uh, it's 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 been a while yeah um but but it was fast and i mean i think it was like a sudden thing if i remember right she was sick but it was i think was it was cancer or something right and I, but i think it was quick i you know like a not that it matters. Anyway, it was still awful. So that was, yeah, I, I caught him talking about his mom, which was great, and his dad and his brother. And
0: He, and he said he used to beat him up pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I'm sure he did. I, I, I thought I heard some story on some random podcast about uh, he had a pretty good story with him and his brother getting in some crazy fight. And I think that happened quite a bit and then um what I what I liked too was you you know this far removed of it you may not think to do it but he thanked all his high school teammates Mm -hmm. which was of course you know you probably would if someone said hey come back we're honoring you for something you did in high school your brain might be you might go back to like okay if I was giving this speech in 1997 or whatever that was who all would I want to thank right then and um he, he pretty much did that and then he he did you know throw out a thank you to the texas tech family which was mm-hmm. uh you wouldn't expect a lot of texas tech thanks because this was a high school honoring thing you know he these are things he accomplished well before he came to tech and that's what he was there for but uh it was nice for him to give tech a shout out which of course he why wouldn't he but um I think the other to. thing that was
0: that was really cool was he thanked his quarterback coach that, that that taught him. Yes. And he
1: said, I
0: try to teach my quarterbacks the same way that you taught me.
1: Yeah. I thought that Which was a good tidbit, too. Really
0: high praise because of all the success quarterbacks coached by Kingsbury. Like, all of them have been, you know, Manziel, um Be- Keenum. Baker Mayfield. Baker <laughs> Mayfield, Davis Webb, Pat Mahomes. Like, these are all NFL players. Like... There hasn't been one, Shimanek maybe, that has not made it to the NFL. Right. And Shimanek may be his first in coaching like eight years or whatever it's been that has not made it to the NFL, which is a crazy stat. That's a pretty good record.
1: <laughs> that's that's not too bad.
0: Which when you see Texas Tech struggling to rec- recruit a quarterback, you're like, dude, you're going to make it to the league here.
1: Yeah, this is uh,
0: quarterback you. QBU. <laughs> Alright, we're going to cut it there. We're going to move on to our, our mailbag section. Be sure to check that out here in a couple days and whenever it is that you're listening to it. Um, lots of great questions like, what kind of bear is best? A little hat tip to the office there. <laughs> um, a good one about food. Pick one the other that does that ceases to exist. Chocolate or cheese? I think i think I, got, I got a good one there. Can't wait to favorite, dive into that one. Favorite place in Lubbock to eat? Best and worst buildings on Tech's campus coming from our resident architect? Thanks, Brian. Would we take a graduate transfer at quarterback? And this one, this is going to be a good one. How much wood could Peter Piper, Peter Piper pick if he were selling seashells by the seashore? Lots of thoughts on this one. <laughs> and then we're going to end with what we learned this week, including my, my first water bill from trying to grow my yard. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check that out. Hit us up on the mailbag edition for Michael. I'm Spencer. Thanks for listening to week or episode 18 of the 23 personnel podcast.